0: hello and welcome to the mojo podcast part of mike's open journal here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related includes illness wellness stigma and support and importantly some of your very own personal stories i want to thank you for being part of mike's open journal as guests as visitors as speakers as listeners welcome to the world of mental health and remember you're not alone out there these are real people, they've struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back people knew that there was something not right but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything not only did this help me to write it Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well so it sort of started from there and then she was like okay tell me a bit about what's going on so i told her everything and her face dropped You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to episode 120 something, uh, maybe nine, I'm not sure, I'm losing track. Um, Yes, well, welcome. Thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, thank you for hopefully subscribing uh, to the podcast and I hope you've had a a good week or a good day, uh, depending on when you're listening as well. This episode is going to come out, I think, the day before Time to Talk Day, Uh, so it's a really cool opportunity just to sit down and have, I think, probably around a sort of a 15 minute-ish chat with you guys and talk about a few things that are upcoming. So obviously the first one of those, as I mentioned, is Time to Talk Day, which is Thursday the 7th of February, so every year for, uh, I don't know, I think this is, am I making it up and saying this is like the... Sixth or seventh year, I might be making that up. I'm not sure for a number of years now. Uh, the time to change uh campaign have put on or hosted, I guess, uh, this day known as Time to Talk, which I think has grown hugely in the last kind of four years, I would say, in terms of the reach uh, that the campaign has. The, the number of conversations that are happening, the people that are not just having conversations but are going out and kind of leading or encouraging those conversations to happen. And um, I think particularly in areas that maybe would frown on or shy away from conversations around mental health are starting to draw real attention. Um, and that can only be a positive thing. I think it's a great starting point uh, and I think for me, that's a big thing this year in terms of starting conversations. I I think often we are maybe put off of having conversations about mental health because we feel like we need to know more than we do or be better educated or qualified or know more places to signpost to when actually just sitting down and speaking openly uh, and listening to someone else talk about their experience is all you need to do I I really think at at this kind of stage we are looking at acknowledging yeah there's a limit there's a limit as to what I as a person can offer somebody else I'm not a specialist I'm not a qualified nurse or doctor or therapist or psychologist or something else uh but that doesn't mean I can't stop and have a conversation with someone and I think for me I I really really like the uh recent Samaritans campaign video if you've seen it with the uh the lady I think she's a mum uh talking to different people uh, in a range of different settings and just ask like oh this is strange weather we're having or how's the weather um it, at uh, a children's football game uh, getting some ice cream at the beach uh, i don't know if there's a barbecue in there somewhere um and then kind of goes on to this last scene where uh she sees a, a man at a train station who's kind of looking off into the distance kind of looks troubled um, and goes up to him and approaches him and just says, oh, it's interesting weather, or it's it's great weather we're having. Are you okay? Um, and it's, again, just a really nice way of showing actually, uh, making a little bit of time for that. And again, I can't remember exactly the phrasing, whether it's are you okay or how are you feeling or something like that. And um, really giving a little bit of time for that as well. I think often... Um, are you okay has gone from a a conversation and a question into a greeting and now we've spoken about this before on a podcast how uh we often miss those opportunities or we think we're having a conversation when we're we're not really um and so yeah this advert in the uh in the that kind of last setting um she asks him how how he is and he turns to her and you can see um he's kind of troubled or emotional about something um and then it cuts off and it shows you the the Samaritan's details and a few different facts and, and bits and pieces and then comes back and then the uh the ladies there but there's a a train person with a a vest on that comes over and has a chat with the guy as well and to me that was kind of like the handover in regards to maybe like a a form of a specialist kind of taking over like she as the any slash every person was able to start that conversation and ask how are you um and have that conversation and then there was a time when maybe he needed a bit more support and then the the trained person in this setting comes in and, and kind of takes over and I think it's that side of not feeling like we have to have all the answers that we have to have all the knowledge um just to have a conversation and to ask someone how they are um and I think importantly as well, obviously it's not the main part of the advert, but it kind of recognising actually making time for those conversations as well um, is kind of when she approaches the the, the chap, um, there is that kind of recognition of this being an important question, of this um, being a conversation. Um, and I think that's a really important thing for me about the whole kind of time to talk day um, being focused in on conversations um, being a real starting point yeah it's great if you're able to sit down and have that long detailed conversation or you're able to share your own experience with someone but you know anyone whether you've experienced a mental health illness or not um, whether you've had a form of training or not uh, you are able to sit and have a conversation with someone uh, and I often kind of think back at um, some of the, the documentaries I've seen when people have been struggling with their, their mental health with particular illnesses um, and even been in a situation where they are struggling with suicidal thoughts um, or in certain situations have even kind of self-harmed uh, and I think often when I see those documentaries or hear reports or hear the people, people speaking about their experience afterwards uh it's i don't think i've ever seen one where the person that kind of first started a conversation with them was a a mental health specialist a a doctor a nurse like again psychologist counselor whoever it's often just the the every person it's someone that works in the supermarket it's someone that works in the office um it's someone that works at the building site it's not um someone with a vast amount of knowledge or experience often it's it's the every person and i think for me it really brings home actually it's really important to feel able to um, have those conversations uh i don't think there's a problem with recognizing and acknowledging there's going to be a limit to what you can offer in terms of support but to start the conversation is the most amazing thing I'm kind of building in on that I think as well sometimes there is this uh, pressure maybe to like I said have certain knowledge Um, and for me really I think yeah great there's lots of different places that you can signpost to and and that's really helpful Um, but I would always just say do you know what like just the GP and Samaritans really the only two places you need to know Um, sure there are more that you can go on to and if you're engaged in talking to someone you might recognise actually maybe they need to talk to someone uh, about a particular illness or they've got a house or debt situation and maybe certain agencies or charities would be really useful but for me the GP is always the first person we'd signpost to and uh, maybe we've not all had the best experience of talking to our GPs However, that shouldn't stop us from coming forward or for maybe asking to see a different GP or in some surgeries as a mental health specialist as well, maybe asking to see that person. It sounds really easy when I say it in a sentence, but that can be so hard. And often it's the first time that we're coming forward um, and speaking about mental health and about the struggles that we've got. But again, hopefully by starting these conversations earlier, by encouraging people to think and talk about actually do you know what i don't feel great today that's okay um maybe it's because actually the office that i work in is fairly dimly lit uh, it just brings my mood down particularly by the afternoon is there something we can look at around uh like the lighting situation am i feeling a particular sense of anxiety about a task that i need to do at work are there certain things i could put in place to maybe manage that um i think there are always going to be times when we struggle with um particularly things like low mood and anxiety and um we need that to some extent we need to um, have moments when we are anxious that helps uh helps keep us aware It's part of our human nature uh and I think there are going to be times when our mood is lower. We might struggle with certain things and thoughts. And it's recognizing and being able to talk about those at an early stage. Um, I think often we leave or ignore those thoughts or feelings for so long that they become entrenched in so many other aspects of our life and so many additional worries and concerns and thoughts um getting back at that kind of root or original uh thought or concern or worry or feeling becomes so difficult uh and the earlier that we engage in those conversations i think it really does make uh it really does make a difference and that's why i i really really like the the time to change day i know there are other um days that are focused in on mental health so particularly uh i know in the last couple of years kind of been involved with campaigns around uh mental health awareness week uh and world mental health day um but i think it can be and it often is particularly in mainstream media we kind of see that uh, i hate tokenism sometimes towards mental health on on campaign days and for me um time to talk is slightly different um still has the same aspects in regards to, to the mainstream media but slightly different in that the day is not built around saying oh let's suddenly draw attention to something that we're going to ignore for the rest of the year um i've always seen the day as a this is an opportunity to start conversations. Um, they are started on the day, and then um, it's for us essentially to continue those. Um, the The continued conversation, I guess, in my mind, is not part of that campaign. The campaign is starting them, and then it's over to us to to continue those throughout the rest of the year. So I think I get I don't know. I guess I just see the 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 campaign in a slightly different way. So. Um, yes but that's enough of me waffling about time to talk so the time to talk day obviously is coming up um, probably today or tomorrow depending on when you're listening to this Um, there are some awesome resources um, on the time to change website um, and you'll also find quite a lot of good resources if you're in a workplace going up at uh, I think it's mentalhealthatwork.org so all of the Local Minds in the UK, along with National Mind, Time to Change and Rethink, uh, have kind of pulled together resources. And I think there's around sort of 300 or so um, that are on the website and you can kind of trim them down based on, on uh, where you are, what your setting is, what you want to do. Um, so there's some awesome resources there that you can have a look at. Uh, in the last year as well, I think there's been a huge growth of mental health apps. Um, and they can be really, really useful. Again, it's it's working out what's for you and maybe what's not necessarily for you. Um, as far as I've found, most kind of mental health or wellbeing related apps are usually free to download. Um, sometimes there are paid increments on them, so if you're gonna have um, some counselling or one-to-one or whatever as part of that Apple resource, usually pay for that. Um, but most of them you can try for free. And I'd say just maybe have a look around and try some and find out what works for you. And you can always work out whether you want to pay for that at a later stage or not. But in the first instance, you can usually try stuff and work out, okay, generally, is this a resource I'm going to use? Um, is it going to be worth me kind of continuing to use this or even paying for it at some later stage? Uh, but it's a really nice way to start to to try out some different tools. Uh, and I think probably some of the ones that have been most useful for me are not even—I don't know—if they'd even be considered like mental health apps. So, uh, like listening to podcasts, uh, my running app, which I need to be using more of, uh, and even like a couple of years ago, my the Pokemon Go app. Do you know the? Someone told me the other day there is a Jurassic Park app that's pretty much the same as like the Pokemon app. So you go and catch dinosaurs. Um, and I know someone else has told me that I think it's in development there's going to be a Harry Potter game again same as the the Pokemon app so um, again those wouldn't I don't think they wouldn't be considered mental health apps but for for some people like myself actually just an encouragement to get outside and move around Um, those apps work really well to have a positive impact on uh, my mental health but my physical health as well so have a look out for those uh, and again, I think I guess for me it it's kind of tying into that idea of um, starting those conversations and talking to people about what you've used or what you can do to keep yourself well and what's worked for them and um, there's kind of that exchange of ideas uh, is a really nice kind of conversation to have as well. Uh, another thing that I've picked up, um in last year or so uh, is something called the five ways to well-being so I, i don't know if you've heard of this before um but this is all based around um kind of the five areas being uh kind of getting active uh connecting with people uh keep learning giving and that could be your time or your money or i don't know what else people can give um attention i suppose kind of your time um and taking notice and you don't have to do all of these but they're nice ways to kind of identify some opportunities to maybe do something that um can help to improve or support your well-being uh, and this doesn't have to be around mental health um it's kind of the way that i apply it because that's predominantly the areas that i'm kind of thinking about and having discussions about uh, but it could be to health in general and your general well-being uh, and there's some really cool ideas in there and you can have stuff that crosses over So, (laughs) the other day I managed to fit um uh eating Pringles (laughs) into all five so I spoke (laughs) I spoke about um kind of the active side of walking to the shop to go and buy the Pringles not sponsored by Pringles by the way (laughs) and um uh I spoke about the opportunity to keep learning in regards to maybe trying some different flavors or looking at the ingredients to maybe better understand um, what's inside, uh, particularly if maybe you're gonna share or give (laughs) um, some of these Pringles to a friend, and they potentially, as you are connecting with them, spending time together, you may realize or notice uh, they might have a particular dietary requirement and so you need to learn or understand what's inside the food or the drink that you're going to be providing so on this occasion Pringles um, and then for me the taking notice is kind of the being mindful of certain things so it might be on my walk to the shops uh, I'm going to do a little bit of active breathing I might maybe put my phone away and actually pay attention to the world that I am kind of in or around no i'm around i'm in either way it might be taking notice in regards to maybe mindfully eating the pringles uh we actually taking notice and really paying attention to that time that i have with the people that i'm i'm sharing my time and my pringles <laughs> uh with uh and again it's it's that crossover if it doesn't necessarily have to fit into one box but really identifying there are a few different things a few different options that you can do and it might be that one area you already do a lot maybe you already do a lot of giving maybe you give a lot of your time you uh, donate to charities you are there for your friends you listen to their struggles Um, you do some volunteering Uh, so you might already do quite a lot of one particular area and maybe the take notice thing for you might be just recognizing what you're already doing and making a little bit of time for yourself um, I found particularly the people that are very proactive, very passionate uh, around campaigning, particularly for mental health uh, and well-being, often really struggle with taking a little bit of time for themselves. I know it's something that I really struggle with. Um, there can definitely be times when I'm not doing anything, um, but I'm not really kind of appreciating that. I'm kind of reminiscing the things that I didn't do as well as I could or should or feel like I should have i'm uh really overthinking and not switching off about the things that are yet to come the tasks that i'm continuing with and actually just to take time out is really important it will help i know it will help in terms of the productivity um afterwards and, and being more switched on then but it's just it doesn't stop it being hard um so yeah the five ways are a really nice um way to to look at to address or approach conversations as well in regards to whether it's uh, exploring your own experience or somebody else's, um, and a really nice way to identify that actually you might have a few things like on lockdown they might be really really good already, uh, and maybe there's a couple of things that you want to look at. Oh, could I try a couple of those and give that a little bit of attention? So next up, I I want to talk about some of the events that i've got coming up and this will kind of be i guess a a start to a round off for this episode um so i i'm going to be attending a couple of events very soon uh predominantly the they are they are focusing on young people's mental health so i'm going to be really interested to see um what the young people uh that are attending these events have to say uh and also the staff that support uh youth Uh, activities uh, groups uh, and events also have to say Um, so I'm going to be attending the youth conference in East Hampshire but also a speak your mind event in Portsmouth and both are I think really looking in at how young people perceive mental health within our societies and communities whether we do openly talk about Um, mental health and I think potentially uh it's slightly different for younger people than it is for older generations I uh from my experience I see younger people as being a little bit more confident uh and a little bit more informed if I'm being completely honest (laughs) around mental health um and I think that comes from a growing number of conversations happening online uh from a number of uh well-known um, people within uh, mainstream media talking about their experience or of mental health, illnesses in particular, and the support that they have received. Um I'm really interested in more side so the like the ground roots side or the grassroots side of um, if someone is struggling, would they actually feel more confident in coming forward? um do they feel more comfortable or confident in having conversations um is there still as much stigma as there used to be uh, amongst young people uh of talking about our our feelings our emotions um struggles with our mind and with our brain i don't know um i know what my perception of that is but um unfortunately i'm not a young person anymore (laughs) so um my experience my thoughts my perception of that could be potentially very different to to what is actually out there so i'm really looking forward to hearing what the young people have got to say at the conferences um and yeah just i guess their views on, on mental health um in general i'm also going to be uh Mentioning the mental health blog awards uh, at the Portsmouth events, I'm really looking forward to kind of sharing a bit more information about those there. Um, and in East Hampshire, I'm going to be sharing uh, my own story, which is, I think, probably only the third or fourth time I will have done that in person. Um, so I am pretty nervous about that to be honest um I'm looking forward to it it will be an awesome experience um and I feel very proud and privileged to have the opportunity to share my story uh with anyone to be honest uh but particularly with young people um and um yeah I guess I I guess just to say I'm I'm looking forward to it I I hope it goes well and linked into that I've also got to mention I've seen in the last couple of weeks uh, a lot of uh, my friends over at the Time to Change Young Champions team are kind of getting ready and gearing up to go out into communities and and take part in conversations this week as part of mental health uh, I guess activities events uh, in different places as well Uh, for time to talk day Uh, so look out for information about those as I mentioned uh, I'm also starting to really promote this month the mental health blog awards which I'm going to be holding for the second year Uh, so this July in fact Saturday the 27th of July will be the second ever mental health blog awards I'm really excited to be back at the same venue as last year so we're going to be at spice island in portsmouth where this year we're going to have guest speakers which is absolutely amazing um i'm so delighted to have a range of speakers on board um they are gradually being confirmed uh, over because we had a couple at the end of january and we're hoping to get uh, the rest done by the end of february uh, but all of the information is gradually going up uh, on the website, so mikesopenjournal.com forward slash MhBlogAwards, and you'll see there are already. Uh, we've got confirmed that we are having uh, Emma is coming back from Queer Coffee Productions to do the videoing. Uh, we've got Hannah from Beautiful Chaos Photography taking po- uh, photos, <laughs> photos, taking photos uh, again this year. Uh, We've already got a couple of sponsors on board. Um, So Red Silver Mountains, uh, Instant Counseling, and we have two more that I'm hoping to confirm very, very soon. Uh, Our speakers, uh, we have uh, Lorna, who's going to come and speak about borderline personality disorder um, and give us a little bit of information about that. Uh, We also have uh, Kim, who's coming to talk about oh man, dermatomania, I think my pronunciation is not going to be great on this, Um, uh, relating to skin picking. Uh, We've also got Gemma coming along to uh, do a workshop on kind of loneliness and making friends. Uh, Kay's going to be attending via recorded video to talk about self-care. We've also just confirmed Tom from uh, Messy for Mind and i have two more uh speakers that hopefully should be confirmed very very soon um so it's 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 starting to look very busy (laughs) and there's um a fair bit to, to still organize um but i'm very excited to to be hosting the event again it's an awesome opportunity to share and celebrate Uh, and support the awesome work that's going on around uh, mental health blogging uh, story sharing advocating signposting Uh, there's just so much awesome work going on Uh, and at the start of this week the uh, nominations opened so if there's someone you want to nominate for one of the awards whether that's photography project um, vlogging blogging podcasting uh, being a kind of an online social media champion there's a, a range of of different awards that you can nominate people for and again you can find out all the information uh about the awards the categories the sponsors the guest speakers at mikesopenjournal.com forward slash mh blog awards now i think that's everything that i wanted to kind of cram in at the end Um, again just to say thank you for you guys for continuing to download uh and subscribe to the podcast for for listening into episodes like this one where it's just me sat down waffling for what i said was going to be 15 minutes but it's probably ended up being nearer 30 um it's just awesome to have this this platform um and be able to share that with you guys we are uh i think around sort of fifteen thousand uh podcast downloads now which is absolutely amazing uh just yeah it's awesome so thank you so much for continuing to listen and to share and engage in the podcast uh and i hope to i guess potentially see you or talk to you soon with regards to the mental health blog awards i hope you are able to engage in some way in the time to talk activities that are happening either kind of local to you or online um, this Thursday. Uh, And importantly, remember, you don't need to be told if you're listening to this, um, but the the conversations start on Thursday, but they continue after Thursday. Um, It's great to draw attention to certain things on certain days, Um, But it's also important that we recognise that it's not just on that day that people will be struggling with their mental health, with their mental health illness, or with uh, any array of of health illnesses or symptoms or struggles. Um, Recently I had a conversation with someone uh, about mental health and about how they had wanted to have a conversation with someone but felt unable to and were kind of left in that mindset of oh, they just they didn't understand the uh, the seriousness that that could be involved here Um, and we kind of discussed actually do you know what like not having that conversation um, if the other person doesn't want to that's completely okay but it is important that it's kind of that informed decision that they realise you're there if you want to be there, uh, if you want them to be there. Um, but equally, it's up to them what they share, who they share it with and, and how they um, have those discussions. But I do think sometimes it's really important that we offer that opportunity for people to open up. Um, too often, I, I think... There's been a lot of progress around mental health and mental health discussions, uh, but I think that's also led to, um, in some areas, people perceiving mental health and mental health illnesses in a, in a non-serious and non-severe way. Um, and I'm particularly not fond of uh, descriptions or phrasings where I have seen, uh, and a lot more so in the last year, um, illnesses like depression and anxiety described as less severe um, than other illnesses. Um, I have uh, personally known and do know um, people that have struggled with depression and anxiety and taken their own lives. Um, To me, nothing can be more Serious or more severe than someone taking their own life. Um, Some illnesses and some situations and some symptoms are more complex. Uh, We know less about them. We are less informed. There's less research. Um, But to describe illnesses like depression and anxiety as uh, lesser uh, illnesses or less severe, uh, I think is very dangerous, and very demeaning. Uh, And also needs to be something that we are aware of as well. Yes. Um, That said, the phrasing that people choose to use, the terminology, the language, um, can often be uh, not what we would like to hear. And I think it's important in those situations that we try to engage in, in a conversation and, and recognise that potentially the person that we're talking to has never had these conversations before. They have never explored or experienced uh, their own mental health symptoms or illness. Or They've not known someone that's experienced that. If they're experiencing themselves, maybe they have still never had this conversation so they don't know how how to articulate that they don't know exactly what's going on they don't know how to explain these internal struggles that are happening we're brought up on conversations around oh I see you've fallen how how are you is your leg okay is your arm okay I see you've got some great does that hurt oh how does it hurt where does it hurt Can you move that? Can you do that? When it's conversations about, are you feeling low? Are you worried? Are you thinking about hurting yourself? How many of those conversations have you had or have you heard before it's been a situation that is extremely serious? I know that number's very, very low for me. Until I was in a situation where my depression was extremely severe. Where I was having suicidal thoughts. When I was having thoughts about harming myself. Not until that point, and in some cases not until after that, was I having conversations or discussions about What I was thinking or feeling. Why that was happening. I think the earlier we engage in these conversations about... Maybe it's just a bit of low mood. Maybe it's just a bit of anxiety. We can start and talk about that really early on. Before that worry or that low mood sets in. That thing we mentioned earlier about the the lighting in the office... Do you know what, if, if the lighting in your office is really bad and your mood starts to drop at the end of each day, having a conversation about that might mean, okay, we can maybe put some lights or some lamps or something in, lighting the room up. If there's not a conversation about that, does that low mood continue each day? Does that gradually affect how they feel, not just at the end of the day, but actually when they're preparing to come in the next morning? So that low mood allow other things to creep into their mind? Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Maybe I'm not. Again, it's starting conversations and feeling happy. Maybe not happy. Maybe feeling comfortable enough to have those conversations and talking about times when we do struggle. And importantly, also feeling more comfortable to talk about times when we're succeeding. Recognising, actually, do you know what? Oh, Yeah, I feel really good today. I went out, I I had a walk, and breathed in some of that bloody cold, fresh air. I saw a friend I used to go to school with. We sat down and we had coffee, or in my case, juice, or probably Coke. But yeah, it was really good. Reflecting and giving time for that, I think is really important. I've waffled more than enough today. Uh... it's about starting conversations and hopefully listening to this episode or by engaging in some of the Time to Talk activities this Thursday, you're able to start some conversations with some people around you. You're able to hear, engage, support some of those moving forward after Thursday as well. Thank you so much for continuing to listen, subscribe, Uh, be involved in the podcast (sighs) yeah I'm going to be coming back next week Uh, I'm going to be talking to Georgie who is a Time to Change Young Champion so hopefully hearing a little bit about um, her plans for, for Time to Talk Day because uh, we're going to record that just before um, Time to Talk so look forward to hearing from her next week uh, and I hope you all have a good week whatever you're doing hope you're able to take a little bit of time for yourself as well as engaging in some awesome conversations about mental health I feel like I wear We're leaving on a sombre note, but I'm going to lift it up a little bit here. When I think about physical health, when I hear the phrase, I think of someone wearing shorts and running around a sports field. When I hear the phrase mental health, I think about someone looking sad. Maybe their head in their hands and looking out a window. No other reason than those are the images that I'm shown as stereotypical, uh, as a summary of what mental health and what physical health are. Yet there is no reason why that person wearing shorts, running around a field, couldn't also be my image of mental health. Mental health isn't just illness, mental health includes wellness at the moment it also includes stigma but it also includes support as well i hope you have a great time to talk day and i look forward to seeing you hearing you talking to you next week if you are struggling right now please do remember you're not alone out there There's always someone that's willing to listen. And I'll always signpost to Samaritans and the GP. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, Yeah, you know, It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. Then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed. It's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be, just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this 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 shit is real, and it's hard. It's exhausting. So many people think they're alone, and then you hear other people talk about it, and they think, oh, that's you know, that's so brave, or I could relate to that, um, and then they want to talk about it.